Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I'm Eric. I'm James. I am Mahi. And welcome back to another lovely week, another episode of the podcast. We are just flying solo again today on a uh, lovely Wednesday afternoon. And uh, yeah, no guests today, Ske- scheduling re- restrictions, constraints. Um, I guess everybody was working on a Wednesday midday. Who would have thought, <laughs> yeah. except for us three? Everyone 1.30, we, uh... 1.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. <laughs> Who could possibly do, be doing anything <laughs> yeah, exactly. other than, I don't know, having a, having a job? <laughs> Yeah, we've just asked everyone we possibly know at this point, and uh, yeah. the well is dry. And, uh, well, the well's not dry. I'm There's joking, plenty I'm of joking. interest in the show. I'm um, joking. Oh, I'm yeah. not, not belittling our show, don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I mean, these things happen. Um, we uh, we record the schedule, or we, <laughs> we record the podcast on a pretty sporadic schedule, so can't always get someone in the studio, but uh, we're always happy to get together and put something out for you guys and uh we've got a lot to talk about again this week um quite a bit going on here um with uh with leading up to uh my trip and uh we've had a few updates with pr and everything but uh yeah how's uh how's your guys last week or so been pretty damn good and uh yeah that's you saying about the pr there well mikey's had a bit of good news yeah yeah why don't yeah. we uh why don't we get to that right off the top everybody i Got my permanent resident. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but haven't it, welcomed him in yet. It is it is one step closer. Basically, when you do um, PR the way I did it, which is called um, what's it called? PNP. Yeah, but not it's not express entry. Uh, just the old fashioned way. Just yeah, the old fashioned way. There is a word for, a name for it. You're just but, doing but permanent any, residency. Yeah, you you, um, you you send in your uh, your application by mail. And then you got to wait for them to process that application. And then the last part is they get back in contact with you saying you got to go off and do your medical exam. You got to go and do that. And that is the last little step. And then I think the medical examiner sends the report straight to Canada Immigration. And then it's just another little waiting period. So I've got that, uh, I got that email yesterday. So now I've got uh, 30 days to book into a physician and get checked out well mikey deal. we have a surprise guest for you oh okay. um, we've got a doctor walking <laughs> into the door and we're going to do the medical exam live on the air yeah. <laughs> all right mikey's got his pants <laughs> out pants already it's like he was expecting to do that regardless of the doctor walking in <laughs> but it's uh, that is good news that's uh, that's a big step it's just uh, a good little step to tick off yeah mm-hmm. it's, um it's it, it's very good James, you've you've done the process before. Is there anything I can <laughs> I can expect, or how should I prepare for for this full physical? Yeah, well, I remember October 2017 and heading, or 2016, should I say? Time is flying, and yeah, on the bike, having just got the same email Mikey has, and that is the one they tell you as soon as you get your medical request, you you are in, and got again. Um, permitting whatever comes from the medical uh not to wouldn't it be a terrible <laughs> way, way to be like yeah sorry you don't have permanent residency and you've also got hiv oh that would be a terrible <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah that one would be yeah not ideal to say the least uh, no but uh, yeah any advice uh, i'd say drink plenty of water before you go in yeah you're gonna need it just uh, is so it a the, pee test yeah you're gonna get, get blood test cup. uh blood test yep separate uh, but those results obviously uh, so you've got the the two sides and then x-rays as well 
X-rays. Yeah, so you go to a separate place for the X-rays. Uh, I told you this before we went on air as well. If you've got tattoos, they charge you extra. This is crazy. Well, yeah, what? all this it's, stuff's coming it's insane. out. Yeah, and I, and I went in blind to this as well, so I didn't have uh, you know a handy co-host to uh, to co. Yeah, yeah. I, know, to, I know, mate. To, you're like my we... you're like my private <laughs> consultant, immigration <laughs> consultant. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't matter how big your tattoo is, just as long as you got a little tattoo. If you've got it, yeah. You've got to pay extra on yeah, your tattoo tax. Tattoo tax. Wow, uh, just in case you can, can contracted something. The yeah. x-rays are what's surprising me. Yeah, yeah. what are they going to find? Yeah, like, well, do they not let you in if you have, like, a broken wrist or something? It's, no, it's if they're gonna, if you're going to be taking a toll on the medical system, if you've got something seriously mm. under... And it's just it's just pro, uh, procedure and, again, a way to get more money out of you. Um, but, mm. yeah, I remember you go to a separate x-ray place and then... And it's all it was all the same day. They're like, okay, here's where you're getting your blood done. Here's where you're getting your x-rays done. Here's your P-test. And they it's do like all that. a shopping that. list. It is. Mm. And you're ticking it all off. And I was a bit worried because I haven't, I haven't really had a test like that before like I, i've had no no yeah, cause uh, it, for that it is kind of a little bit intimidating just the thought of i've never had a full full like it's exam. a proper physical yeah, yeah. And, i mean not a, i better it, get better get back on them iron supplements <laughs> yeah. yeah well they'll tell you that they'll tell you what's uh, what's going on and and have you got it online where you log in and it tells you uh, like medical requests have you have you got that page uh, have you got like a no they they sent me a form Oh, because that is definitely different to mine because I had a like a... They sent me a form that I've got to print off and it's got my own personalised barcode on for yeah. my application. I print that off and I take it to the doctor's surgery and then the doctor just sends that um, straight, to, straight to their offices and then it's done. Is there like an online portal for you though? Because I had it where it says like medical, uh, medical requests and then it said like in progress. There is... I, I can sign up for that. Okay, because I'd recommend that because that was me once you've submitted this because rather than just being in the dark once again, you can just check and it will say medical results received because there is a bit of a delay between getting your medical done, them sending it to the mm-hmm. uh, and linking it yeah, up with your so, uh, so you know, application and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, you can either link up to that portal and yeah, it, it tells you the actual pro- progress of your application and things yeah. like that. And, but then the only other way you'll find information out is that they email you. And as you said, there's a bit of a, del- there'll be a delay yeah. on, on the email system. Cause I didn't, um, so it's probably worth, probably worth oh, signing yeah. up for. hundred percent. Cause they, they don't even tell you uh, if you, cause I had the emails and the portal. That was just the way I, I didn't know there was a choice to not have the portal. It was always done that way. Like here's your login. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's this, check your status. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So th- that was just the good thing though. Once this is sent and then it'll just say that one day when you check, I didn't get an email saying, Hey, we've received it. You just check in and it says medical results received. And then you're like, okay, let's hope there's nothing wrong with me. Uh, and then yeah. it's like, uh, nope, all done, all successful. Then a passport request is the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You send your passport to Ottawa, I presume. Yeah. And, and that's kind of it. Which is awesome. a little, yeah, that point as well. Cause you're obviously excited. That's when it's like, okay, we need your, your passport. We're going to stamp it up and then return it to you. Uh, and then that's it. You you get your uh, your invitation kind of to do it. You get the, yeah, the another bit of paper and it's got a card. Yeah, you got to yeah. leave and come back. I was so, going to so. say, is that a flag pulling situation yeah. as well? You got to yeah, and that was wait, wait, wait. at the very end. You got a flag pole. Yeah, so they'll yeah. they'll get the passport request, send it back to you, and then you get your confirmation of permanent residency, so C of PR, okay. and uh, you got this bit of paper. You need to leave Canada and re-enter Canada in order to 
get that final PR, and then you get your card then they'll send five you the weeks card. later. Or okay. What's that part like crossing back into Canada once you're doing the flag polling? Do you have to get a stamp from the Canadian border agent that you are activating this permanent residency? Yeah, so I chose, uh, at that time, I couldn't leave Canada because of the, the whole process. So mm-hmm. I was I used that as an opportunity right now. As soon as I got my passport request, I was like, oh, this is it. As soon as I get my passport back and you have to leave, this is my chance to use it as a little UK visit and say yeah, hello. Yeah, use it as a holiday visit. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. And yeah, it's great because I, and I also thought, oh, coming back at the airport, that's a lot easier than that nerve-wracking going to the border, the US yeah. border. I'm just flying back in. Hey, I'm, and then they send you to the separate lineup and I'd like to say it was painless for me um, I thought it was and I was back it was like a red-eye flight so I was back in early in the morning there was one border agent on and uh, I went up there and thought oh this is you know too good to be true it's all it's all great and I was excited and yeah. Laura my girlfriend waiting on the other side like waiting to welcome me back as a permanent resident super excited <laughs> uh, and then I got the hand on the shoulder as I was just about to leave like excuse yeah. me excuse me sir uh, there's been a problem with your application so the words you never want to hear. Mm. So I got mm. called into a, another room out the back. And what had happened is that bleary-eyed immigration consultant or the, uh, the the border officer at the time, she hadn't signed the paperwork that said received by her. So I had my signature on everything, but not a border agent. And I hadn't looked at that and hadn't known. So I just got this bit of paper, give this in on your way out, you know. Mm-hmm. And because they hadn't signed it, they thought it was me trying to pull the wool over and be, hey, this is my application in inverted commas. And... Uh, no, they just had missed the signature and it made all the difference. So I had to go back, got extremely grilled. They went back over uh, all of my application, all of my job, all of my work experience. And this is like, I went from elation of, yes, I'm back. I'm coming home. This is great. <laughs> and then just that little thing at the end. And I'm not saying this. I can see Mikey's face here. I'm not saying this. To like, I've had an freaking extremely... Out. Freaking looking out. Man instilled so. with confidence. <laughs> but again, this is, this is learning from it, Mikey, because now you are going to look yes. at that signature and make sure when they give that back to you that everything's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was just like, why would I doubt that? I've got this yeah. paper back. You give it on the way out and then that's it. And no, I had to go into this fucking, those border patrol shows that you see border security yeah. where they get taken and they uh, and you're in this like cold room with like the steel tables. And I'm just like, where even am I? And no one was coming up and saying, yep, over here. It was just these, wow. I had to get called over about 10 minutes later. So I'm not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. So Laura's there like ecstatic to see me. Like she doesn't know what's just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like this conflicted, like, oh, it's amazing to see you, but let me just tell you wow. what just happened. And it was like, oh my God. <laughs> Would you say it, that's the most terrifying, terrifying border experience you've ever had? No, there was one before that. <laughs> but uh, it was this, no, this one was, because you talk about flag polling. There was yeah. the reason I did it at the airport and, thought to turn this is because there was a border crossing mm-hmm. that w- that went really badly uh, three hours waiting in the office getting yeah. grilled again I had my immigration checklist the things I needed this was for a work permit and it was an extension because of my PR so I ticked all the boxes but there was one thing that isn't on the checklist and it was employer's receipts mm. um, for the employer compliance fee um, which is something oh. I'd never, yeah, hadn't heard of. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't there. And they said, hey, where's your receipt for the compliance fee? And I said, sorry, compliance fee. And I had to call my boss at the time from the border, say, hey, this is what's happening. And he was, oh, are you back? You're like, how's it going? He knew I was going. Um, and he had to basically pay for that on the phone while while I was there yeah. and email me the receipt and I had to show mm. it. And he was amazing. I was like, so, I mean, think of that. That was such a, I was 
thrilled because mm-hmm. went yeah. through this scary moment. Oh shit, I haven't got something. But I had a physical checklist and this was not on that checklist. Yeah. So there was no employer compliance fee mentioned. This is the kind of shit when you haven't got a lawyer and you're doing it all yourself. You come across these things, but it was live. And I had three hours after that moment to wait before I was called over. And I've seen people getting given little Canadian flags. Yeah. Welcome to Canada. And it's like a really nice... And I was expecting Fuck all this. Can. Yeah, I was expecting this when I went in. Uh, and I, again, just got through the ringer. Like, my mate was waiting for me. Um, she had taken me in the car and waiting for me. And I was texting wow. saying, this is going to take a little longer than expected. And mm. uh, and this is just for a work permit. This isn't even for PR. Uh, and I'd already had two one-year permits. So it's this, like, moment of truth like am I going to be able to stay here and Mm -hmm. and all that um and again just we went on a massive mountain bike ride after that to celebrate but I was just like oh man again these border experiences this is uh what's kind of (laughs) brought us together eh Mikey no kidding have Uh, you ever had any nightmare border situations Mikey uh no not no that's not true no yeah had a had an ordeal in um not here in North America but in uh Russia and Belarus Oh, oh yeah had a had a little bit of an issue when, uh, when we're over there, well, uh, we um, I was going to Russia on on a Kentucky tour, and after Russia, we're going to Belarus, and you have to, in order to go to Belarus, which is one of the last dictatorships in in Europe, you have to apply for your Belarusian visa from within Russia. It's the only place you can do it, and so we had to wait to get to Russia before we could apply. So we gave our passports and our information to our um our tour director of the Kentucky tour and then it was his job to kind of then go and go and get our visas and turns out he had totally fucked up my um my application he basically put my the wrong passport number on my form so like it was my name with my information but just with the wrong passport number so we're sitting at dinner one one evening and we're due to go into Belarus in about two days time and the tour director comes up pats pats me on the shoulder and he says oh can we can I have a word to you out in the lobby so we go out and he goes oh listen there's there's been a bit of a fuck up your Belarus visa has been denied and I just freak out straight away and I'm like well okay so what can we do about it and he's like not much at this stage it's a couple of days away you're gonna have to um you know, probably leave the tour your own way, like get out of Russia. Obviously, you can't go into Belarus with us. You're going to have to leave Russia and um, maybe pick up the tour on the other side of Belarus once we get into Poland or, or something like that. And so I just go back to dinner and I'm, I'm absolutely devastated. And then later on in the evening, I, I catch up with the tour director again and he says, right, well, there's, there's, something, there's something we can do. He's like, I've set up a meeting with a, um, a visa uh, consultant, I think is what he called him, but we meet him once again in the lobby of this hotel. And uh, if you can imagine just the most Russian-looking guy, <laughs> you could imagine like tracksuit, gold chain, gelled hair, gelled going, the hair going front ways instead of going slicked back kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, what is what is going on here? And he goes, we, we can help you out. We can get your application in like quickly, but it's going to cost you uh, 200 US dollars. And uh, the tour director was like, well, it was my fuck up. So I'll pay half of it. I'm like, no, mate, it was your half fuck up. You should pay all of it for <laughs> yeah. Christ's sake. You put me in this position. You wrote down the wrong number. 
And uh, that's all it was. It was just a wrong number on on his behalf, very simple mistake. But um, we were able to get it sorted. We pay this extra fee. They got the application rushed through the system. Yeah, they, and, were in, um, they were rushing to, they were, to get they it. They were rushing it through, mate. Uh, not the first time we've made that pun on yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, um, but, uh, you noticed me quiet. So, yeah, <laughs> James holding his tongue. So uh, it was all good in the end. Managed to uh, get on the bus and we had to drive from Moscow to Minsk, which is a huge drive. It's like a 12-hour drive on the bus, something absolutely ridiculous. Um, but we had to cross the border. And, you know, I was all good. I had my visa, so I was, I was feeling pretty good. And, and the way it works at, at the Belarus border for tour buses is that you everybody stays on the bus. You don't get off. You stay on. A soldier camp comes on the bus with like a huge AK-47 oh and he comes through the aisle and he collects everybody's passport. Then they take the passport into the offices and then they put you, they stamp you in and make sure you've got the visa and all of that. So he comes back about an hour later. We're at the border for about an hour. Comes back with his big stack of passports and the tour director starts handing them out. And he's like, everybody got their passport? And I was just like, haha, yeah, good joke. I don't have mine. <laughs> haha, very, very funny. Good, good one, you know, because we had all them issues before. Tour director's like, no, seriously, did you not get your passport back? Like, this isn't a joke. And I'm like... No, like I, th- I thought this was a prank, like I'm getting pranked or whatever. And he's like, oh, fuck. So like he had to go and get like one of these border securities and be like, there's a passport missing. Is there, is there a problem with, with Mikey's again? Yeah. And uh, I'm freaking out once again. Um, and it turns out that out of all the passports, it just happened to be my passport that just slid down the back of their desk. Oh my God. And it was on the floor behind the desk that they were oh processing geez. the passports at. They found it, they bought it out, and I was all good to go through. But um, <laughs> that's a real wow. test. Wow. There, there were a few other instances on that uh, tour, not to do with border crossings, um, that led the tour director on the last day of the tour to say that. I caused the most issues for him out of any tour he's yeah. ever done. Uh, wow. Uh, even though one of them issues was his fault. It was, they were mainly just accidents. Well, yeah, one was an accident. One things was things like that. His And a few his we won't talk well, about on this podcast. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very stressful time. Going back to the examination, though, how naked am I going to be <laughs> for the, for uh, the doctor? Full, full, fully on. Uh, no, no. Um, so, yeah, shirt off for the x-ray. Nice one. And, yeah, they put you it's around the chest x-ray. So Head scan? Brain scan? No, no, just the, that's why I'm still here. No brain scan required. Um, uh, no. Don't need a brain to live in Canada. <laughs> no, uh, but it was the, yeah, the chest x-ray. So a machine I hadn't been on before and, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's an experience right. in it. But, okay. Yeah, and they show you, and I could see, I was like peeking over, you can, because you can see it there and then. I was like, okay, no dark shadows. I'm, I'm good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. I had a horrific border crossing story too. Yeah, no, we we're going to get to you. Okay, I feel yeah, left I know. Out. Yeah, well, I just wanted to. I just wanted to wrap yeah. up the uh, the, the uh, examination there. Okay, so what's what's your one? Well, it actually plays into uh, probably what we're going to get into next, anyways. But uh, I was on my way to a music festival mm. in uh, in Washington with uh, with a bunch of friends. I think nine or ten friends from Kelowna. We did a convoy of three vehicles, and uh, the first two cars crossing into Washington got across with. No issue, um, but uh, as we'll get to in uh, the next little bit of this story, none of us were 21, 
and uh, didn't really matter. But when my friend Calvin and I were going to uh, cross into the border, the first thing they asked us is, of course, where are you going? We're like, oh, we're going to a music festival. And they said, based on our passports, they're like, uh, well, uh, you're both 20. You don't plan on doing any drinking, do you? And we're like, (laughs) no, no, of course not. You know, we're not old enough, of course. And, you know, the usual list of questions, going to a music festival, any drugs on board? I'm like, no, no, only like prescription medication and blah, blah, blah. And um, we had a loaded car full of everything. And uh, they're like, okay. And then, um, of course, they said, we're going to need you guys to pull pull over to the side, drive through the border. And... I didn't even know such a building existed, but we, we drive over to the side and it was just like this kind of almost like a shed type garage building off to the side. And then a border officer walks over and he's like, okay, I'm going to need you to both put your passports on the dashboard and then uh, put your hands on the dashboard where I can see them. You two are going to need to uh, get out of the car and we're going to have to ask you some extra questions Mm -hmm. and, uh, shitting yourself. A little bit. Yeah. We, we didn't have anything to worry about, but, uh, you know, it was just kind of a pain in the ass. Our friends had already driven ahead of us. We were all kind of driving together. They had no idea so they where just we took would off. have been. They took well, off. They didn't, they didn't see us. They were going to pull ahead a little bit, and we didn't have our cell phones. We had to give them to the guy. We had to give our cell phones, our wallets, passports, everything. And, uh, mm, wow. and you were 20 at the time. 20. Yeah. We had nothing on, on us, like no. Nothing up nature's pocket. Nope. Nothing. Jesus. Like completely. <laughs> Sorry, <Jesus. yeah. laughs> Nature's pocket. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd pull you over as well if I saw you. Like, you're a bit of a sketchy. Yeah, definitely a yeah, sketchy yeah. guy. Nice dude. But uh, yeah, we. Those socks for one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, off, off air. <laughs> Describe we, the socks, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pink Sorry. with cherries on them. But uh, anyways, we uh, we have to go into this office and they start like grilling us about, you guys are just going to a music festival, right? And then they're like, you know that cannabis just became legal in Washington state? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we did. You don't plan on using any of that or bringing it back into Canada? No, 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 we don't. don't plan on it. And uh, this is 2013, by the way. But um, yeah, and they, they question us for quite a while. And I think all they were really doing was stalling while they were searching my car. Yeah, and sure. um, of course, uh, we fill out these forms and just our relationship to each other, where we work, all the usual questions. And uh, then after about 45 minutes of all this, the guy comes back and he says, uh, yeah, well, uh, we didn't find anything in your car. Um, OK, good. Except uh-huh. and uh, he had a he had a grocery list that we had written and uh, of just because we were going to a Costco in in the States and uh, at the very top of the list, in a like black sharpie marker, it was just beer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there it a is. bunch of times, uh, and he's like, "Well, I can't charge you for a shopping list, yeah, but I do know that you're going to a music festival, also, and you aren't going to have any luck. We do ID very heavily down here. Also, that's not really a a, a federal agent's place to worry if someone's going to buy it." under underage beer, right? Yeah. That's more it, of like it's, it's the, really local, not. the local PD's issue. And I think like they that. were just checking my car based on protocol. You know, we were a couple of young guys with <laughs> but, but a ton of stuff in our that's car. That's a big music festival. I assume yeah. a couple of thousand young people would have been heading down across the border for that yeah. for that particular music festival. So I wonder how many 
cars I actually checked. How many lists were out there? I have <laughs> no idea. Do you remember uh, what else was on that shopping list? Uh, just I the usual know, suspects. The, so uh, I was just thinking, Red Bulls, as if beer condoms, even needs to be hot dogs. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as if beer even needs to be noted. And it could have been alcohol-free beer. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was very stupid. but uh, Could have been ginger beer. Yeah. 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 It was stressful. It's only the only real time I've ever had any issues well, and you mentioned crossing you, a border. You had nothing on you. You knew you were all good, but the border patrol—they always have this way of making you feel. Yeah. You know, anyone that's been through an. I mean, security, what the fuck are no. they going to find? Yeah, worst comes to that. worst, you would have been turned around, and you would have been back in Canada. It's not like you would have been stuck in Russia or anything like that. No, so. no, nothing like that. <laughs> yes. Actually, if they do find anything on you, they hold you at the border until someone can come to the border and vouch for you, and it becomes a whole criminal issue. But yeah, and uh, your friends would have just come back. Yeah, like, yeah, at that point. I don't think they would have. Uh, they were, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they had expensive to. music festival tickets to get to. But um, we uh, we did get an email this week actually pertaining to this music festival. The same would have happened within the same few days as uh, this whole border crossing stuff and actually involving um, my friend Calvin, who, uh, who was in my car at the time because uh, Calvin was recently, uh, recently as of this story being told, um, kind of, uh, being a reformed, uh, from the, from the Mormon religion, knowing him, I'm sure he won't mind me talking about this, but, uh, hey, it, it comes up in this email. <laughs> yeah. Shouts out Calvin. I don't know if he listens or not. He's heard some of it, but, um, anyways, he had kind of abstained from drinking for the last few years prior to this music festival. He had drank before, but kind of went back to the religion, but coming to this music festival was sort of a last ditch effort. Um, he'd only decided about two days prior he wanted to come and, uh, he, he left this door to door salesman job and, uh, anyways, um, door to door salesman or door to door like Mormon. It it was (laughs) actually a sales job. He was selling security systems door to door. So he's going door to door Monday to Friday to sell security systems. And then Saturday, Sunday, still going door to door. (laughs) Yeah. Get people to turn more. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, it's uh, needless to say, Calvin absolutely let loose this weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, has a bit of a reputation from all those friends now of just being completely obliterated four days straight. Uh, Kelvin's going to love this getting mentioned, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, so making up to do, you know, after, yeah. uh, you know, that uh, Absolutely. <laughs> big lifestyle change there. But uh, we got an email from one of our friends. Um, so my, uh, my suspicion was right. We're not going to say who this person is, but the podcast pirate who wrote in mm. about... What's the email our, address uh, again? It's a fami- familiar email address. Yeah. <laughs> you can't us. remember it. Give um, us a reminder. Eric's the best at gmail.com. Pretty sure uh, it was Eric sucks 69 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Well, um, regardless. The one. Um, yeah, uh, quickly we got a, becoming our favorite listener. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, well, whoever this person possibly is. Possibly our only listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. also, I love it because... The this uh, podcast pirate, as they yeah. apparently like to be known now, uh, they dish up dirt on yeah, Eric. I know. In his we, get, past we get an insight. life. What do you mean? Because he's he, now he, he portrays himself as this upstanding community man. <laughs> you know, yeah. he does good around the neighborhood, things like that. But Absolutely. Deep down, yeah, he's got all these <laughs> dark secrets from yeah. his past. The yeah. Pod, pod and pirate. The, is. The, the pod pirate is yeah. uh, unraveling Eric's image. <laughs> exactly. Which I love. But so I love. yeah, this email is called the Pilgrimage of Sasquatch, <laughs> and they write, uh, "Dear Living a Broadcast." Yes, that was your Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all good. Um, 
Dear Living Abroadcast, tickled pink to have the pleasure of listening to Eric relive that spectacular moment that we were talking about last week. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. But we have much to cover, so let's continue. And then uh, they write, please enjoy a video attached for all your listeners out there. So let me be so bold as to step in for James and paint a picture of this USA trip that I had such a nightmare getting across the border. Um, The video attached is a video at our campsite of Calvin doing his third beer bong of the day, which uh, didn't sit too well with him stomach wise. And so after doing this beer bong... (laughs) Felt the need to uh, throw it all up. And um, we were doing this prank at Sasquatch. If someone was drinking to the point of vomiting, if they were like on all fours, you'd kind of sneak up behind them and lift their wings up like a dragon and say, Chunder Dragon, Chunder Dragon. <laughs> and uh, because up. we were very mature 20 year olds. And doing this uh, to Calvin, he felt the need to uh, kick backwards which hit me square in the in the balls and uh good shot considering yeah. the target size <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty hard target to miss honestly <laughs> but uh but you've got a rule about this beer bong too haven't you oh uh, oh there was this a gross, really sh- oh, there this, was a, this shows your age yeah this is this is gross the beer bong rule was that you either had to drink two full beers in one go out of it or you had to do a beer mixed with rum and it's just Mm. The thought of it is making my stomach churn well, right now. But uh, seeing as the pod, podcast yeah. pirates enlightening us with this, you know, yeah. rum is a very apt. You know, it's it's nice. Yeah, that, uh, they didn't absolutely. Forget, didn't forget the rum. Did yeah. you did you build the the beer bong while in the states? Did you buy? It? Did you construct it down there? Because they would have found it. <laughs> they didn't find it in your car. Uh, it <laughs> came with one of our other friends who who met us down there. I don't know exactly where they the beer bong like, came from. Had it disattached and they place different yeah. parts yeah. of the beer bong in different parts of the car. Yeah, Something like that. But uh, attached my chemistry set. <laughs> yeah. At yes. our neighbor's campsite, I'll never forget their beer bong. Um, they were drinking out of an old uh, traffic pylon, like those orange pylons and a garden hose. Really classy mm, music lovely. festival. <laughs> yeah. huh? Upstanding citizen. Absolutely. But anyways, uh, our podcast pirate also, I mean, despite them living on the high seas and uh, living, living a, ridiculous lifestyle they do have an artistic side to them because uh they wrote a poem and this about is <laughs> this is breathtaking i mean yeah you know i don't think i'm i'm overselling that that's no they <laughs> they, they they are a poet well eric did mention as well and uh they've put more effort into this <laughs> poem that the three of us have put <laughs> in for this entire podcast more, yeah more <laughs> prep than we've ever done but uh, anyways, we've uh, we've now uh, lit a fire in our fireplace, and uh, Mikey and I are sitting on the floor, and um, Grandpa James is <laughs> going to gather around, gather around, children. Yeah, gather around, Grandpa James is going to read us a poem. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, the podcast pirate says she's going to paint an image for me, but yeah. uh, nevertheless, here I am with this. I told you, breathtaking poem. Yeah. This is this is really impressed us all, truly. So thank you, Podcast Pirate. But without further ado, you are sitting comfortably, lads. Yep. Yeah, I okay. am. Got the schmores ready. Mikey's um, sitting on James's lap. <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not me, I meant Mike. <laughs> I meant Mikey. Sit on the floor. <laughs> Sit on the floor. <laughs> Sit on the floor, please. <laughs> Just talking about whatever pops up. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Anyway. Just start it, mate. Let's just start this. 
"'Twas the night before Sasquatch went all through the cottage. Not a creature was stirring, not even the woo girls from college. We packed up the minivans and we went on our way. Down to the gorge, don't forget to hit Costco on the way. We purchased all the beers to put in our bongs. One of us was 21, how could anything go wrong? The journey was sacred for one of us, a boozy entree, the pilgrimage of a Mormon. You could call it risque. He did not one, nor two bongs that day. It was the third that sent him back, the Lord's way. The upcheck was coming. There was no keeping it down. When out of the corner of his eye, Eric came for the Chunder Dragon smackdown. He ran, pranced, and waddled in a drunken state, held the Mormon's arms and yelled, Chunder Dragon, you lightweight. The kick cam so swift. Eric never saw it coming. This would definitely affect his future loving. He rolled over and cried, It feels like you kicked me in the balls. And it was at that moment, one of the great Mormons yelled, Eric, you damn schmizzle. <laughs> Then he converted to Judaism, and we never went back to Sasquatch ever again. <laughs> and then Podcast Pirate sends off, enjoy the beers. I apologize for ending any, offending any Mormon, Jews, or lightweights. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So an amazing email <laughs> from an amazing listener. Thank These you. are the qu- kind of emails that we now expect yeah, from this is all the level. listeners. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got that email. Compare that to the other email that we got this week, which yeah. just which was a picture of what I can only assume was a dead cat yeah, in a kitchen <laughs> lying on the floor yeah. or something. Still this person, Stephen, we don't know who they are, but... Uh, who is this person? No, I don't, I don't know. They, they won our free drink, mm. which, we, which we got to them. But yep. Uh, yep. yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give him any more oxygen on this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> no, and please no uh, check on that cat because I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I'm yeah. concerned. But uh, yeah, the podcast pirate, I mean setting the bar for uh, what we expect from our listeners. And I'm sure they'll make another appearance. Yes. And yeah. I really hope we can have some more poems. That, I know. Uh, I'd, I'd love every little nugget we discover about Eric here in the form of a poem. So please, Podcast Pirate, if you've got more time, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. then that would be just incredible. Just brilliant. And um, as, a, as a little footnote to that story, when uh, they mentioned only one of us was 21, what could go wrong? We did only have one 21-year-old friend in uh, that group of 10 or so and he had to purchase the alcohol for all 10 of us at the costco yeah that was about an 800 dollar order eight or nine hundred dollars walking through the checkout with with a trolley full of not not even the buggies you get at costco the flats oh Oh, the proper like home depot (laughs) like what you get at home depot if if you're buying lumber it was a bulk order Jeez. And then there's what the others, you guys just waiting in the car for him to, to wheel it out or something. Well, we'd bought all our food. So usually how we do it is we'd go do one run where we'd purchase all the food that we needed and then go back in. And okay. it was like Toys R Us, honestly. <laughs> and he's holding the list. Beer. Yeah. Okay. Beer. <laughs> yeah. <So>. Beer. <laughs> Looking at a literal mountain of Budweiser. Have you guys been in an American Costco before? To uh, Oh, yes. It's. Uh, I've never even been... In a Canadian Costco. Oh. You need, need membership to get in. There's people standing yep. at the door there. Can I see yep. Can I see that? They yeah. check your passport when you go in, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had the chance and it was parallel universe. What's in there. the difference between a well, Canadian Costco and American? Alcohol. Just size? Yes. Alcohol aisles full. Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, like, comparatively with the food, it's basically the same. Yeah. But um, Kirkland is their big brand. They sell at Costco. And, Kirkland uh, beer? Kirkland vodka. Oh, okay. In two liter bottles that allegedly, this is, this is always a rumor with Costco vodka. It's made in the same factory. They make Grey Goose. They just slap a different logo on it. And it's the stuff that doesn't quite meet their quality control, but it's basically Grey Goose. 
Mm, definitely right. a rumor put out by Costco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, Costco. That's actually the slogan almost Grey Goose. Almost Grey Goose. Yeah. The poor man's Grey Goose. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, American Costco's are uh, quite the experience. Yeah. And the tool shelves as well. So you're looking up, yeah. you are looking up a, a mountain there. And uh, I think many yes. a smash bottle along those aisles. Something like that. But it was always an adventure. Um, yeah. I'll have to get down there. Mm hmm. <laughs> After the medical, when all uh, checks yeah, out. When, yeah, when I can. Yeah. Go flag polling. Leave, leave the country. Oh, dear. Yes. Just got some flashbacks. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, in more contemporary Vancouver news, um, we've had our little blasts from the past. Uh, Uber and Lyft are being introduced into Vancouver by the end of this month. We haven't really talked about that yet. Wow. And we were reading an interesting news story before that there was a big taxi driver lobby of uh, people that are making a last-ditch effort to give it one final pushback, trying to prevent it from getting into Vancouver. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's pretty much, it's fate is sealed. It's, it's arriving. It's happening. But at this big, you know, rally of taxi drivers, the Surrey mayor, so Surrey, one of the cities in the metro Vancouver area, rushed in and said, Uber and Lyft are never going to arrive in my city. <laughs> I imagine him like, it's in this big hall. That's like, exactly how I'm imagining it. Kicks in the doors at the front. All heads turn <laughs> towards the door. Yeah. He's like silhouetted. <laughs> Not in my city. Just picturing Seymour Skinner. And so I'm guessing the, pu- <laughs> the pushback by the cab drivers is just the fact that they've spent so much money on their medallions and things like that. Absolutely. That they feel like they're just getting shafted. Yeah, and they have so much, like, they have to have their commercial driver's licenses, like you said, the medallions, and, I mean, they are such a firm lobby of long-standing but, companies. But even when Lyft and Uber come in, I heard that just you can't drive on your regular driver's license. You have no. to get an upgraded license. No, and they're finding backups at our, like, driver's licensing, ICBC, that uh, they're finding long wait lists and stuff like that. People getting ready to do it. Yeah, People it upgrading to their Class 4. Class 4 license required, that's right. And uh, Uber Eats have been here for a little while now, but uh, this is the real deal. This is no longer where we have uh, the guests from our workplace saying, hey, y'all don't have Uber here? Uh, and, uh, and I think I think your vehicle has to be less than 10 years old or something like that. Yeah, there's a few, a bit of a small print there, but... It is going to, I don't know how this thing's going to go because we have got many cab companies and they're all going to be operating still, but just amongst this web of Uber. Well, I feel like if they're smart, wouldn't they start making more money if they just transferred and started doing Lyft and Uber themselves? Would there be more money in it? Well, this is the trouble. It's easier to complain about what might happen rather than kind of just accepting this is happening Mm. and then just moving forward and maybe, I don't know, it's, they could make, there's, there's money left on the table there, but. It just be so like when I went back to to Perth over Christmas time, and you'd go out drinking in the city, and just getting home was so easy. Calling an Uber, you know what car you're looking out for, it would rock up within ten minutes. Like I was out late on on Saturday evening on the weekend, and in downtown, and there's just people walking everywhere, people like trying to find a cab, like people getting into arguments. You stole my cab. You stole mine. It's impossible. It's tough. You know. If it's past 11 o'clock on a Friday or Saturday, forget it. Like, you know. Well, it will be a game changer. There's no doubt about it. Um, But it's weird. I didn't know you had experienced Uber because this is something that has happened since I've been gone. Bless you. Uh, Something that I've been gone since 2013. There was no Mm -hmm. Uber in England. Never got to experience that. It has since come to London and some other towns. So it is strange that I've 
really adjusted to the Vancouver life here, uberless, and mm. I'm about to see just yeah. what, uh, how it's, it will it's change. It's a big change. It was, it was really awesome having it. But interesting point you bring up, like the – I feel like the the London cabbies would have an even bigger. Yeah, it was big. Th- that they would have a bigger influence on the the city's decision than Vancouver cabbies, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. thank London cabbies, that's a huge industry. Yeah, and even it still got through there. It did. But it hasn't it got through here. Not without controversy. It was I one bet. of the biggest pushbacks, and yeah, and I'm seeing these machines in in the street, and you just press the button. And you get an Uber, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, yeah!" I, I, you don't even have to use your phone. No, there was a physical machine there, just like you would be buying a you know bus ticket or something from a or a SkyTrain ticket. Wow! Um, and yeah, it's just so they would be on this. like popular intersections where a yeah. lot of pedestrians. This is in Camden, so I, that's where I thought that saw the first one. And again, I'm fresh back to England. Didn't the first thing on my mind isn't does Uber exist here? So I was really taken aback. Came off the underground and saw this machine, Uber, written all over it, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so that was my first kind of glimpse that, oh, back home in my sense for Vancouver is no such thing. But then Uber Eats came along and people were excited. Oh, have we got Uber now? And it's like, no, you can order your McDonald's uh, <laughs> from the comfort yeah. of your home. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they trialed Uber Eats a couple summers ago in Vancouver, they were doing a thing where they partnered with a local ice cream store or something, and they're like, oh, yeah, if you order Uber Eats, like, we'll bring an ice ice cream sandwich right to your door or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it got so popular that it shut down the app and nobody was having any success loading it up or anything. But then on social media, they were finding um, like only people with big social media followings were actually getting them delivered. And there were so many posts being like, oh yeah, thank you Uber Eats. I got my ice cream sandwich. But then there was a lot of like kind of controversy about it because they were only delivering it to people who were going to make posts about it. Right. Well, it's nice to know that yeah. living a broadcast is in the running. So, you yeah, know, we got a large um, social media following. Yeah, large social media following. S- We're still looking for that sponsorship. So, yeah. Where's our um, ice cream sandwich? Uber Eats. I mean, uh, we love you and uh, we yes. would love an ice cream yes, sandwich, please. You. Vegan one for Mikey. Bow down to Uber. <laughs> yeah. And skip Take the dishes. Uh, we yeah, don't, we don't please. Love I love them food ordering services. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Soon enough. I've never s- used one. Soon enough where we'll never have to leave our house ever. Yeah, and you for live anything would be great. I mean, I understand that, Eric. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, I understand it, Eric. You are in. This is a great spot to be. You yeah, just walk out your door. Food and wise, you've got stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. When you live in the, a leafy little hamlet like me out there on the yeah uh, in my area, it's quite handy if you've had a late night at work. You know, mm-hmm. haven't got anything in, and there's still places delivering till two a.m. So I get things that you have right here delivered to my area. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to plug them, but there's a good little sushi place down there delivering yeah. till one a.m. That's pretty impressive. Mm. Look wow. at that. Also, Eric's got a girlfriend who's a good cook. So. Very good cook. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Shout that out. as well earlier, uh, the Airbnb experiences that are coming out. Yeah. Yeah. More online-based stuff. Um, yeah. I think there are cool little unique um, experiences you can get through Airbnb. If no one's heard of them, you can sell if if you you know know a lot about the area or do tours or something like that, you can sell walking tours or not just overnight accommodation through Airbnb. You can do experiences and living where I live in an older building. My girlfriend has thought about catering out our apartment and doing dinners with the view that James likes to talk about <laughs> so much in this heritage building and yes. kind of marketing these little weird boutique experiences. 
I, I can definitely see. I mean, you know, every time we come here to record, yeah. you know, I love that view. And I can just oh, imagine yeah. someone just passing through and yeah. they want a real slice of Vancouver, some great cooking. Yeah, kind so. of an out of the way, sort of not everyone's going to do it type thing. Yeah, it's pretty special. Still up here. I'm distracted by the view now, guys. We'll get back on track. <laughs> um, I wonder what yeah. my apartment could get rented out for. I mean, people who really like train enthusiasts. Yeah. You know, there's them train spotters. Oh, yeah. Seeing yeah. as I've got a train. Do you want a view of uh, Vancouver's Commuse. amazingly efficient uh, fast travel sky train outside <laughs> with, within meters <laughs> of <laughs> Me the living room away. window? <laughs> Oh, well, oh yeah, so train spotters, uh, we actually, this is a, again, just going into a slightly different segue here, but yeah. um, you heard about the salmon returning now, so it's salmon fest uh, yes. coming, so you get, because you get storm chasers chasing twisters, and we got salmon watchers, people following the, uh, the like salmon. Like bird watchers. Yeah, yes. exactly, yes. and they're following their progress, they're out in Squamish, so again, for you uh, non-BC residents or uh, listeners, um, people, it's, a, it's an hour north of, of uh, Vancouver, um, out give or take but yeah the salmon currently in squamish they are making their way currently to us here it's a big deal for vancouver rice yeah. i think yeah um, so uh, what do they do do they just go and look at them pretty much yeah just see them jumping around and uh, god look out look out what did, what did you guys think of this phenomenon of people going making such a big deal about these fish coming when you first moved to this city like an honest thing. Well, like, it's, it's just like you've got your first impressions of the city and things yeah. that are kind of, you know, you're getting acclimatized and you're fitting in. I had no idea that this, it's going to be this thing. People talk yeah. about salmon. With it. I was like, I love a bit of salmon, but it's like, no, no. Yeah. It's the, you know, this is a different angle. I um, Well, I studied environmental biology when I was at uh, mm-hmm. university and pretty much the um, one of the first units I did in the first semester that uh, at my, in my first year was like a marine biology unit. Nice. And our first project was the lecturer just said, pick an pick a animal, like an animal from the ocean and just do a presentation, like a 10-minute presentation on it, mm-hmm. like giving us no real constraints on, on what to talk about. And I chose, I chose the Pacific salmon. Oh, look and, at that. Uh, yeah, it's meant to be. Local expert. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this was, you know, I hadn't even thought about uh, moving to moving to Canada or, or the um, the West Coast specifically as well. So when I came here, I was kind of like kind of into it, thought it was like pretty cool. And I still yeah. do think it's it's really cool because it has a huge impact on the, on the ecology of the surrounding city. It does. Which is a big part of this city. So... Mm. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way yeah. to go and salmon watch, salmon watch look at them. I'm not going to travel an hour north to have a look at some uh-huh. salmon. Well, they come to you. That's the beauty well. of it. You're not traveling anywhere. You just wait here and the salmon are coming back. Yeah. They're actually starting to return right now. And I don't eat them as well. So there's not even that bit that no. it's, it's, yeah. Growing up, the distances my mother was willing to travel to see these damn fish. Oh, your mum was into it. She was. Really? I don't I, know if you're being sarcastic. No, or not. Yeah. That's why I didn't react. I am. Um, I'm, I'm not. Sorry. It's yeah. Really um, every fall, you know, when you're a little kid, you don't really know the rhyme or reason of why your parents choose to do things or. Like you, you wouldn't know the weekend agenda necessarily. And it was sometimes just like hop in the car. Like, where are we going? And then Mm. my mom's like, well, the salmon are spawning in the Adams river two and a half hours Mm -hmm. away and we're going to go see them. And it's like salmon Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
oh man, the amount of times where it's just like, we're here. And, you know, of course the river is like running pink with these salmon at the end of their life. Or we'd walk out and there was a fall, a waterfall, you know, an hour out of Kelowna in the Okanagan. And my mom would drag us and it's like, look, look, the fish are going to, oh yeah, they're jumping up the waterfall. That's <laughs> what just, they did. Just like they did last year. Just yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom, if you Nothing ever hear this, um, I still don't know why we did that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it would have been a good family bonding experience was. with your brothers and it, things it, like it that. It was, That's and cool. it was always like she was big into hiking and stuff, and so it was always sure. a bit of a hike into these sure. rivers, and it would always be you know hundreds of people mm. watching them. So there, are, you know, there obviously is kind of a niche oh, yeah, for it. But uh, got respect I, for I find them. these like these spotters that go out of their way to spot different things. Yeah, they're pretty intriguing. Like back home, people will hike hours and hours and hours into the bush to find like a rare orchid that yeah. only flowers for yeah. two weeks of the year and stuff like that. And then I worked at Perth Airport as a baggage handler for three years and a lot of the baggage handlers were actually, you know, what they would call like plane spotters. <laughs> and they would like get really excited when like a new plane came into the airport and things like that. Well, I was going to say I can't relate to the, the natural stuff because in the UK it's like, oh, check out this hedgehog that might be. <laughs> so, so it's like, but when you talk about train spotters, there's a big, there's a big thing yeah, for that it there, is a but thing. I can't say my mum and dad took yeah. me on a Saturday to and see the And they made a movie so. about that, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, there's, uh, there's yeah. even a sequel to that one. Yeah. Was that, in, that, was that in England or Scotland? I can't remember. Scotland. Scotland, Scotland. Okay. Yeah, Scotland. Yeah, McGregor. Yeah, I haven't actually oh, seen I the sequel. I apologise to all the Scottish people. No, I never saw tra- <laughs> Transpotting 2 either. Transpotting 2, no, yeah. No. I think there was a novel because uh, it's originally, Transpotting was, and then I, I think he did a follow-up and again i only saw train spotting for the first time probably the original one i think three years ago mm, and really? the, the scene of the the baby twisting its head around is still yeah. entrenched in my brain i'm Burnt not quite the... ready yet to see train spotting too no you need a little break uh, from that maybe another yeah. three years well, the baby's grown up now all grown up it's the exorcist well, girl actually it's a girl from the exorcist now. yeah anyways uh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was a bit of, yeah. Oh, one other big Vancouver thing that you were talking about um, that? that's going on at the moment that's quite interesting is the, the Fringe Festival. You went and saw a couple of shows. Yes, I did. Um, Vancouver Fringe Fest. Yep. Um, not not as, you know, wide scale as some of the other more famous Fringe Festivals in the it's world. It's not as big as Edinburgh? No. Oh, not not no. on the map. We were no, just, no, yeah, no, speaking no. of Scotland, uh, Edinburgh Fringe just happened, uh, I think, a, a few weeks ago. It was going on. It goes on for a month, right? Yeah, all throughout huge. August. Yeah, yeah it's me, incredible. Me yeah. and Mikey lucky enough to have uh, visited separate yeah. years, and Eric still yet to check it out. No, it's it's honestly like a top of my list travel thing mm-hmm. I want to do at some point is was, go yeah. tour the Edinburgh Fringe. But uh, yeah, they they do a smaller one in Vancouver every year. It only goes on for I think two weeks, and uh, you know it's like over a hundred shows in I think it's ten days. They say a hundred shows in ten days. Uh, different shows and, uh, you know, different performers all over the city, Granville Island, East Vancouver, Gastown kind of areas and little venues. And so, yeah, last night I was checking out a couple shows. Yeah. And it's yeah. popular because yeah, Mikey, cool. Mikey was potentially going to join you. Couldn't, gra- couldn't even get a ticket. Yeah. 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 Busy. All sold out. But, uh, all sold out. Certain ones sell out more than others. Like there was only maybe 20 people at the first show I saw last night in the venue mm. that could probably seat a hundred. So it's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose by the time this comes out, it'll probably be over, so people can't go anyway that hear this. No, yeah, no, sure. it'll be there. There will be a couple of days left at the fringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after this comes out, I mentioned 
Teague Boys Off Air. Very proud. Perth, third largest fringe fest in the world Very at proud. the moment. Who would have thought? Yeah, you were saying Adelaide second. Adelaide. I've heard information conflicting that though, because I was Adelaide just at a shit. So Kelowna, I don't know. Kelowna fringe is uh, no, I was, the two spot. I was just at a trivia night recently and um, the, the category for the trivia uh, that round was the Prairie provinces. And they said um, Edmonton, Alberta has the second largest blank festival um, outside of Edinburgh. And the answer oh. was fringe. Hmm. And uh, I'm looking it up. He's checking. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Proudly wearing I, I'm not birth. trying to call you out, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> well, it sounds like on, you fucking up. Well, yes. my answer was correct. So, <laughs> I mean, based it, it could <laughs> who, be the trivia that's wrong. Who is this adjudicator? Who was, uh, who was judging? That? I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Vancouver Fringe Fest, if anyone's listening uh, and you can still catch the show, Larry, I highly recommend it. It was uh, <laughs> quite the experience, had a lot to say. And uh, was was genuinely funny, enjoyable, and thought provoking. So nice. I don't want to give too much away about what it is. I already broke down the plot to these guys, but yeah, it sounded very interesting. And uh, down on Granville Island, was saying as well, it's pretty cool. It's just a chance to get everyone equal uh, opportunities coming up on the stage. They have a yes. hat with all of the acts in there, and they randomly pick an act so they get up and do their show. And I think that's quite a nice, uh, you know, yeah. way forward. Yeah, I think they they do that to to kick off the Fringe Fest to kind of preview preview their shows nice and then because the schedule is determined quite far out but uh yeah yeah very enjoyable i like just being like able to bounce around you're seeing a band one second and then a bit of stand up and uh eric Eric, you're up there this year yeah no 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 top bill not this year yeah headlining yeah you got mikey what what? no 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 nothing nothing no no just just the thought of eric uh (laughs) fringe fest Fest. that's the aim for next year you got 12 months to work on your stand up we could do some kind of a living a broadcast fringe, I was though. Say, yeah, oh the the God. stage show. If wow. we could, uh, if we could develop it into a more scripted act, yeah. Then we the lose musical. The <laughs> Sell out the musical. I wonder okay. if we had fooled anybody into thinking that, that this was scripted. Do you think that's how professional we are? That it sounds so refined and scripted. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so refined. <laughs> yeah. If they listen to the first four seconds of me giving the introduction, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you could say that part is somewhat scripted. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very well, very well But done, then listen man. to the first four seconds of our first episode and then you'd quickly tell that it's uh, not scripted at all. Yeah, exactly. Episode zero is still available, guys. Yeah, episode zero. Check it out. <laughs> still, so, come a long way, boys. I think it's our second most listened to episode. I think uh, Living here laughed. Yeah, yeah, no one bothered going past. Shouldn't it be going the other way? Shouldn't it be getting more and more listeners? I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't give away our numbers. <laughs> no, no, don't give away on no. the record. Dying, no, 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 they're dying to know. Not. Yeah, definitely not. Don't do that. So, Eric, you're going off to to shows, fringe festivals. I'm I'm having medical exams. Jimbo, what's been happening in your life? Uh, yeah, so nothing, nothing too crazy. Just uh, working as the summer season winds down, getting away when we can. Uh, me and Laura getting off to Blue Lake. Uh, next week it's a little blue lake resort just a little place called hell's gates just off of the fraser valley so looking forward to that Got nice. a very imaginative get... name for a lake <laughs> i know it? right blue, yeah blue lake creative uh but yeah we're gonna stay in the cabin and get out there so it's more like what's not really been happening this week doing the grouse grind uh, i know eric is still thrilled for that still a virgin to the grouse grind we're gonna yes. do that soon when does it close Oh my um, god! It, even it mid, doesn't even matter when it closes. Yeah, so it it closes, but it's really only when the snow comes when you can't actually do it. There's a little little 
through the parking lot, gap in the fence. People still do it uh, even when it officially closes. So hello, Grouse must Mountain, be, if you're listening. Must be hard with snow, though. Uh, oh, it's only when the snow comes you physically can't do it. But that's typically first week of December, mid-December. So it will officially close the end of October, I believe. Um, but that's still doable. There's no snow at that point. It's just for, you know, respect reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, I've, I, I honestly, I, I've done it a few times. Uh, in the earlier days of being here and I didn't know I just thought oh I'm going to follow this crowd through this into this fence and let, let's do the grind I didn't even know there was an official opening and closing so it's not like they're going to fine you or anything though are uh, they? no no I don't think so. no, not at least that we know of um, nah sick the bears on you yeah <laughs> Yeah, and they'll be uh, hibernating soon as well, those guys. Yeah. Um, but now I've been, uh, yeah, just in, enjoying Vancouver life as always. Haven't made it to the fringe. Oh, yeah, and also uh, I've been selling large chunks of my game collection this week. Yeah, you were telling us about that. You had a lot of uh, old Nintendo games and stuff like that you were getting rid of? Yeah, just stuff that, you know, it's been in storage. It hasn't been, I just haven't got the time to play them anymore. Um, and I'm thinking in 10 years' time, it's going to be like these consoles won't switch on. It's not, this is kind of like the video game rush at the moment. Yeah. Nintendo seems to have that market. Um, right. Canadians especially, Eric told me, he's like, yes, Canadians do go crazy for Nintendo. Yeah, um, there's there's a big collector's market with it, especially the older stuff. So yeah. you feel like there's there's a downturn... I feel it. On the horizon, yeah, so most will get rid of it now while you can. Well, it was kind of the advent of YouTube when that was coming out and it was like all these channels opening up and it's like, you know, starting to show, hey, here's my game collection. And, and I was at a time where I was, you know, I hadn't had the Nintendo stuff as a kid. I'd had the Sega stuff. And we know, mm-hmm. Mikey, you've got a, a console that you bust out once in the blue moon back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I was aware of it. And I, I know the value has been steadily climbing up on a lot of these games. Um, but then I'm st- I've just got out of the, the, it doesn't excite me. I used to be like, you know, hunting for games. It was kind of exciting. Like, oh, I know what that's worth. And um, just put it in storage mm-hmm. with the others. And then now I'm just having a bit of a clean out and just, it was time. So, yeah. so I put up these ads, not expecting anything from it, just maybe a, a bit of interest instant yeah. instant reply my emails flooding in and this guy was just what like, did you put it up on craigslist craigslist yeah, yeah. Okay. and which i've used with success all the time you know take some good photos put a nice clear ad i hate the ones where someone just posts a shitty like the photos appalling and it's one yeah. sentence spelt wrong and you're just yeah, like, oh. yeah so you have to contact them to get what you need to know but yeah, yeah. when you put every detail in your ad you also get that people asking like so, yeah. Sorry, does it come with this? It's like, uh, as per the ad, yeah. It, it may, it, <laughs> Just but, read the fucking yeah. ad, man. <laughs> please, come on. please see photos. Is it still available? Yep, yeah, it's, it's still still. So you go through all this every time. But with this, yeah. I'm still uploading these uh, these ads one by one. So I've got the, the Nintendo Entertainment System straight up there, a little bundle. Yeah. Um, as I'm uploading the next, this guy gets in contact with me. And these are all PAL, so P-A-L, which means they're UK signal. They don't really work on Canadian TVs very well. Mm-hmm. The, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, there's a regional difference. So with power as well, so the, the voltage and things like that. So I've just had them in storage for that reason, that they've worked with some TVs and there's a little bit of flickering or something. So I didn't expect, I was like, you know, put them on there, get the feelers out there. I'm transparent with it. These are all UK consoles. They might not so work. So you wrote that on the... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, you don't want someone to take it home and be like, oh, it's not working. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was. this is an ad for collectors. And it's like, if you need some more, you want, you're interested in the UK stuff. But anyway, this expat contacts me and he's like, hey, I moved here myself and I've got a PAL collection. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested. What else have you got? So I'm saying, oh, I'm about to upload this ad, the GameCube, the Nintendo 6, every Nintendo console really in order. And then he was like, every one I did. Yeah, I'll take that too. I'll take that as well. So I've got this guy lined up, but he's like, the only thing is I can't get there till Thursday. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. That's all good. No, I, I found someone that wants all my stuff. That's great. Mm. But then he's like, unless someone's knocking down your door to buy it before then. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. So he's not fully 
committed? Uh, no, he so, was, but he was okay. just like low, like, you know, joking, like, oh, right, unless okay. someone's knocking at your door. But yeah, then yeah. honestly, then about 20 emails, hey, I can collect tonight. I can collect tonight. And this guy made me an offer I couldn't refuse for all of it that night in like 20 minutes time. Really? So, <laughs> so I've got did, this did little dilemma. Did he offer dilemma. more than what you yeah, had he, advertised? He offered more than wow, what, I, okay. what I've had. And it, and it was for the, the Nintendo, the original one, so everyone knows that, the original Mario and that. Um, and, and it's all in good condition. I, I had that collector's mindset, so I've kept it in good condition. It all works, and it's always been an investment. It's more than playing the games for me. It was more like, you know, they're there for a rainy day, but just mm-hmm. something to stash away. They're climbing in value. But now my passion's gone. I am in more into the, you know, I like vinyl records and stuff. And so that's more mm-hmm. like my collector's, uh, it's shifted over to that. More in line with your age as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you still got your old gramophone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking about uh, first editions, boy, from yeah. before you were even born. Uh, and me for that matter. But yeah, uh, so... I lost the spark for my game collecting and you still find some gems in the thrift. And this is why I still have that curse now. I still can be in the thrift and find something. I'm like, oh, I've still got to buy that because I know that's worth like 40 compared mm-hmm. to the dollar it's on for. So yeah. it's always been a bit of a business move. But anyway, this guy offers me more and I've got the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the GameCube and the N64. He wanted it all in 20 minutes time. So I'm frantically getting it all ready and getting everything sorted. Jesus. And yeah, and this guy comes to my house and he was there and honestly like, what else have you got? And I was like, well, I just didn't. looking around your yeah, house. Yeah, just looking around. Yeah, I was like, this is some kind of burglar. Yeah, uh, but no, I was like, actually, because I because I've got the collector's mind, I know I had stuff I hadn't posted that I hadn't planned on getting rid of that I knew I could say, hey, I think you're like this. And he was he yeah. gave me like an extra hundred bucks for stuff I had. That's Damn. just like I'm not going to use this controller that I got for like five dollars, but I know it's worth fifty. So I gave it to him for like twenty five and stuff like that. So I said. I was, I was like wheeling and dealing. I'm getting cash. He is on James tonight. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, this guy goes, have you got an ATM nearby? He goes and gets more money out. And I'm like, hey, what else have I got here? And again, I didn't even plan on making any money. This is just on a whim. Like, I could just imagine mm-hmm. Laura walks walks in after work. The apartment's empty. James, yeah. <laughs> James has gotten carried away and sold everything in the apartment. Yeah. Where's my jewelry? And as I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, got this lovely, uh, yeah nine carat gold ring for you mate yeah um, but yeah he, he's coming back he's got the money and I'm like okay while he's gone what else have i got here because you know I, I it's it's stuff i just hadn't planned on selling but i'm not gonna play it and i'm not gonna miss it i'm past yeah, that yeah. i had a habit of selling stuff when i was like you know 20 and being like missing it a few years later and rebuying a, a console and that's that's gone now I, i'm not gonna be i don't get that kind of urge now you can get all the games on one tiny little mm-hmm. raspberry pi kind of thing yeah. um so yeah, no sentimental attachment. So anyway, this all happens. Incredible result. I've sold my whole game collection now and just kept a few things behind. Um, so it felt good, but always, you know, seeing it go out the door, there it all goes. Yeah. Uh, but then I found an empty box I had in storage too. So I'm like, hey, it's an empty box, but I'm going to be clear. I'm not going to say, oh, includes PlayStation 3. I'm yeah. going to say it's just a box, but it's for collectors, completionists. If you've got the console, yeah. this is going to boost up your price when you sell it. So for our a- particularly nerdy listeners, it's a Metal Gear Solid 4 yeah, PlayStation 3 box. Yeah, I had the same one. Uh, there you I go. have Eric the knows. same one, actually. He has the very console. And yeah. on that note, for us nerdy listeners and non-nerdy listeners who probably switched up once we started talking about games Mikey's gone yeah but we, we've, we've lost Mikey bagel. Uh, but yeah this is just something yeah when you asked what I've been up to this week it's just it just came out on a whim mm-hmm. I had a day off and I was like you know what I've been putting this off for ages I need to clear out this stuff and it's a spare day I'm going to spend the morning just posting these and uh, posted them all gone perfect but this box is there and I'm like mm, $20 and it's again a, an empty cardboard box so 
a couple of days after that i had no no bites on that one but i was like i've got all the time in the world it's just a box whatever it's just not causing any harm uh but yeah a guy interested he lived five minutes away that one so met him down at the chevron station there's your empty box 20 bucks so perfect yeah and then i just hadn't removed the ad and i got quite a funny email and it's just this is yesterday how about this five cents in canadian tire money and a loony for good luck (laughs) so i'm like cool so i just messaged back sold it for 20 bucks last night but thanks for the offer and then he just emailed again sure you did Uh, (laughs) dare you to delete it off craigslist if it actually did ha 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 so just deleted. But it's just kind of a... <laughs> Mic drop. Damn. Yeah, an entertaining exchange because there's this guy who's got the time yeah. to be emailing a guy with an empty box. So what you're like, saying is you're I declining mean, my offer then? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> that Canadian tire money, got yeah. five cents would have gone so far. But. Oh, and for those of you who are not uh, from Canada, Canadian tire money is... Well, Canadian tire is a store. Kind of they sell like everything. Yeah. But then yeah. when you buy something, depending on how much you buy, you get little paper fake bank <laughs> notes of like either five it's cents like, or 10 cents and you can put that towards like 10, a future purchase yeah it's like one percent of your purchase or something it's, yeah. it's canada's second currency i was so excited yeah. when i discovered that too because i bought my first bike from canadian tire and i was like you know it's one of my first paychecks when i first got got to canada and i knew nothing about bikes then for me this was like the best bike i've ever bought it was it, it's a department store bike but you know 300 bucks i was like oh you know i'm splashing out a bit there and, and i realize now how much bikes the bike I have now are yeah. like fucking I don't know Mission Impossible style shit um, but this is a Canadian Tire bike and I'm mm-hmm. so proud of it loved it there's like a picture of me looking like lovingly at it and stuff um, that my girlfriend at the time took and there we go I've got all this I'm buying the bike and I'm getting given a handful of dollars on the way back I'm like cool what's this oh. and then I saw in the corner five cents I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a like, real waste of paper actually yeah them, yeah uh, Canadian tire money. And the bike promptly fell apart as well. So I was a bit like, <laughs> I've still got that those uh, fateful Canadian dollar, uh, <laughs> Canadian tire dollars st- stashed away. Um, but yeah, that would have been an extra five cents to add to yeah. the pot. You know, I just uh, turned him away. Too bad. That's yeah. funny. But just thinking, I was saying to you guys earlier, just, mm. you know, six and a half years in now, you do start to miss the family a bit. So I'm kind of homesick in the way it's family sick rather yeah than, so that, that's kind of kicking in uh, a little but then yeah. again you chat to them all is well and i think that just comes with the good. yeah it comes with living out here i guess you just kind of it that part never goes away so i think i've just been yeah connecting with the family a bit this week and uh yeah just I, it's uh, good i think that's what uh homesick really is i think it's, it's more true. about the f- family or or the yeah. people because home is just a place again. right it's, yeah is it like i say like oh yeah you know like you know, oh, I miss the beaches and the weather yeah. from Perth, but yes. that does—that's not what's making me homesick. They're just like nice comforts about what's at home. But the mm-hmm. the thing that makes you homesick, I think, is the missing the family kind of thing. And you've got like a young nephew now and things like that. Niece, niece yeah, yeah. sorry, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably so amplifies. Easy. Oh, I might have a nephew. You never know. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was quick. That uh, amplifies up. things. Um, <laughs> Even more, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what it was, is like, you know, you're away for a year, two years, three years, and still kind of go back, and it's, oh, yeah, it feels like you've only just left, but then now Mm -hmm. it is babies being born, it is, you know, people uh, not there who were there when I left in 2013, and it just, uh, I think time goes by, I think it's just natural out here that life's moving on for us out here, and home is very much for me and Laura now, obviously, uh, we're together, and that's what feels good for us, we can move around wherever, um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but Canada just still loving it life out here uh, big time and then it's just when it kind of hits you every now and then life changing back there but that's again just uh, part of this whole process and being away 
It's great that we live in the age of video calls and all that, though. Absolutely. Makes a big difference. I mean, imagine living abroad 20 years ago would have been a completely different experience. Yeah, oh, definitely. Harder to book flights. Yeah. Probably more expensive. Everything's changed. You can't just pick up a phone and call somebody. No. Um, It would be... Do you think that people are living abroad more based on the advent of technology and access and communication and everything like that? Like, you can feel less abroad by having those, you know, chats with family back home and everything like that? Uh, If I was going to guess, I'd say the numbers are probably going up because it is easier to do without actually looking at the the stats. Yeah. Can't say for sure. I think because it's happening more and more as well. So most people know, you know, their friends, if they're back home or in their country and your mates are all going away, I think seeing how easy it is these days, I think that's kind of getting the momentum. But we're talking about that as well, that if you're, you know, 20 years ago and whatever, but don't you think in some ways it might make it a little bit harder now that we are, it's at our fingertips. So I know it's nicer that we can talk face to face, but it's mm-hmm. also like, uh, it's not really, it's being there physically that I think is the hard part that I'm not there to actually have them, you know, like to be yeah. right there with them at, at drop yep. of a hat. Um, I, I think when you, if it was 20 years ago and you're writing letters, you're kind of getting on with your life here, missing home, but you're not getting that constant reminder. It's like, oh, you're so close. I want to reach out and kind of, you know, that's. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a good point. I'm, I'm a double edged. I'm at my most homesick, like the few the couple of days after I've just skyped my parents. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, so it's almost at the point where like I'm kind of I put off video calling them because it makes me really homesick. Yeah, that's so what I mean. Though. I want to talk to them. Yeah, but then it makes me homesick. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like without that, twenty years ago. You wouldn't have that homes. I mean, exactly. you'd have the homesickness, but you would be talking. Oh, yeah, I guess they were still abroad. Um, long distance calls, but there was a huge delay in things. And yeah. uh, and I think I talked on an early episode about, yeah, so 2006, Australia. I remember that, just there was no Facebook, no none of that stuff. So mm-hmm. on the phone and it was picking those select times to call back and it was still nice to chat. And mm-hmm. uh, But I think seeing each other now, it makes, it's, it's definitely a great technological advance, but it does make it hard as well. And you, I yeah. mean, it's nice to see them, but you, you when you're a lot we're lo- not there. Yeah. When you were a lot younger, James, the carrier pigeons and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. But, yeah, you um, don't know what's, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of advances yeah. since uh, the days of the carrier pigeon. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a double-edged sword as well. Even scrolling through Instagram, seeing photos from back home can kind of... Yeah. It's a good yeah. thing, but also, yeah, it can make you a little homesick. Definitely. Yeah, and we're definitely just... in the same boat. And there's messages that, again, it's this instant age that there's a, there's a message there and, you know, mm-hmm. like you'll get it at three in the morning and you, you wake up and I want to reply to it and then you're straight into work and then you're out with your friends and uh, that yeah. makes life go quick and then you start feeling like, oh, maybe I should get back right now. And then, I, I don't know, I never feel like my message is long enough. So I think that FaceTime yeah. does help that you're actually face-to-face, just having a normal conversation. And, For sure. Absolutely. Uh, but still doesn't change the fact uh, that we're not there. Yeah. My, my parents are pretty funny. They're so oblivious about, you know, technology and, oh. and, and things like that. They still don't really understand. Like, <laughs> when we talk, my dad will, like, tell me updates on, like, the football and what's happening in the cricket and things like that, forgetting yeah, that I had it. that access in real time whenever I want and I can <laughs> yeah. watch it on the internet and he's thinking that I'm living on fucking Mars or something yeah. like that and he's got to ring me up to like tell me who won the football on the weekend, who won the – things like that. It's really yeah. cute and I used to pull him up on it um, but now I kind of just – Let him have it. Let him have it and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a good conversation. Nice. And it's, um, yeah, 
Yes, I like that. It's like, yeah, when you leave, it's just that you you don't know anything that's happening in the country, despite world news being, again, at our fingertips. Absolutely. It's it's like, oh, you you wouldn't have seen it. There's this show that came out. It's like, yeah, it's it's, it's also on the internet. Like, you know, it's it's, 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 things like that. It's like, oh, you missed it all. And it's like, I've seen it. I've seen it. Still in touch. I mean, like, and, and and it's crazy even from, like, this angle of things, like having access to our friends who are abroad. So me, obviously, my home's four hours away. But having friends, you know, living in Europe right now and stuff like that and like being able to just keep in touch. And I'm planning this Europe trip coming up and, you know, my friend who is she's from Kelowna, but is living in Barcelona right now. Like I would never have access to that information or at my fingertips this morning. I shot her a message. Hey, I'm going to be there on this day. Cool. And now we have plans. You know, and it's a month from now, and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it makes traveling like, really. It really amazing. does. Yeah, if you, yeah, getting things set up for before you arrive. So you must be getting pretty excited now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting excited. We've got, I guess, four countries planned now. So that um, be you living abroad, coming uh, soon. Living? Well, no, 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 no. Not We're not going to argue. No, we had this conversation yeah. the other day. This is a funny conversation of people claiming. Oh, live, they, they live lived yeah, yeah. status. Like they stayed in a city for two weeks and they'll be like, oh yeah, I, I, used, to, I used to live in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn to say it. Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I've met people and they're like, yeah, yeah, I lived here and, and this year I'm like, oh, no way. That's awesome. How long do you live there for? Oh, you know, just under a month. Like <laughs> we were talking <laughs> yeah. about like... like there's got to be like a cutoff. There's got to be like, what would you say, Jim? Uh, like, well, what's, what do you think... I'd say when can you say you've lived somewhere? It's gotta be a solid year, isn't it? That's what I think. Like, or a six months. I think maybe. six months. Six I, months. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think having a job. Yeah, yeah. I think if you have a job, oh, yeah. having a job in six months, mm-hmm. you can claim it. Yeah, six yeah. months. Isn't, it's not just the passing through yeah. at that point. Is but it? if but if you've stayed here for six months yeah. and you haven't had a job, are you really living or are you just and, kind of traveling? And that's holiday, what I mean. You know? Like, yeah, people like you gotta um, pay bills. Yeah, like getting, you know, getting a van and traveling all over somewhere for six months is, you know, you're, you're living there, you're living your life, but you're traveling. You're not living like a local. That's no. the thing. And you've got, a, if you're working as well, if you've got a little expiry date on that permit. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of succumbed to this a little because when I first got to Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, met Facebook friends in Seattle and then you move yeah. here and I quickly did change it to lives in Vancouver, Canada. I don't know, because yeah. it's where I wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, but that's, you knew you were going to be that's, yeah. that's yeah, the difference, came yeah, here but I still felt. And I was going to say that, like, yeah, there are people who arrive here, you know, working visa and job in hand and like, you know, they're living here for a month and already, mm-hmm. you know, have that workflow and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, they're living yeah, here. The first comment was on there is like, lives, huh? And it's like yeah. question mark. <laughs> so I, I already was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. But then, it, then that pressure's on. That was my one year work permit. It's like I'm going to. So that's why I said a year straight away because that was my idea. It was like, okay, if I'm going to be here for a year, uh, and then luckily did get the second year, and now living here full time. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a relevant uh, question. Like when can we claim to have lived somewhere? Living yeah. status. Yeah. So it's a bold thing. I think a lot of people do that, like say that too, just to, to sound cooler or something. So you'll come back, maybe not Barcelona, but will you come back saying, yeah, I've lived in Europe? Absolutely. Yeah. Er- Eric's, Eric's going to get to Europe. I, and I every, lived all every, over Europe. Every, th- <laughs> every three days, he's going to change his status on yeah. Facebook, living in Barcelona, living in Madrid, <laughs> living in Paris. Well, I, I, yeah, and I, I'm a bit guilty as well. I'll say like, oh yeah, I've worked in Barcelona and, or Barcelona. Um, and it's like a week working in a bar for like, yeah. One week, but I still count that because it's yeah. like I work there, money changed hands, yeah. we're done. Yeah. yeah. But then ah, I do still, enough. yeah. But Did I, you actually do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, because again, Europe's on your doorstep. This is another little Brexit thing. Yeah, um, I was about to say, here he goes, yeah. here he goes. <laughs> well, those opportunities, you know, uh, I just get to work around, travel. You can just rock up. And I did have that just go into a place and go, hey, any jobs going? And luckily that usually worked out. So cool. I would work in bars kind of around and just a sort of thing you can kind of walk into. But it was just to keep the next leg of the trip going. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, I'm going to get this job. And they knew it. They knew travelers passing through. So I, I luckily did that, yeah, in Gibraltar and um, cool. around the Barcelona. Yeah, we toyed with the idea of doing kind of a working, uh, working stay on a farm in like southern France or something like that. But mm-hmm. decided I didn't want to uh, do manual labor. Mm, my first yeah. European vacation. That would be funny to see, though. Okay, get your hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, would it have been like the woof, the woofing, which is working for accommodation? Exactly. Yeah, exactly what it would have been. We were looking at the website on, uh, you know, vineyards, or there was a honey farm, and there was a dairy farm, and stuff like that. We oh, looked cool. at, but I don't know. For yeah, fu- for a six-week trip, dedicating a week or two fully to not, doing something like yeah, that, not necessary. Yeah. Definitely something I'm open to doing in the future. You but, do it uh, when you go to Australia, surely. Like, yeah. Because you get that if you do three months of the farm work, you mm-hmm. get that future return kind of in the bag. Exactly. Um, and it's what you say, manual labor, but the people you meet there, it, yeah. it's great. You're all in it together. You're all kind of uh, bitching Absolutely. about it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so could happen in the future. But uh, yeah, living abroad, it's a hell of a thing. And uh, I think that brings us to a to a natural wrap up for this week we've been going for an hour mm-hmm. do you nice. guys have anything yeah. else you want to uh plug well, add no just uh no no plug but again it's just we're, we're winding it down but i just wanted to talk about our first huge rainfall just a couple of days ago yeah. oh yeah yeah because the the season the seasons yeah. have changed yeah. it, they have almost right on september 1st things started yes. to yeah. feel different like i just wore yeah. a sweater over yeah um yeah and you were in the the thick of the, mm-hmm. the downpour jimmy that we had the the other day <sighs> yeah I, I was working and uh, the the rain beaten down on top i actually had to turn Ugh. off the volume on, on my mic it was it was that heavy um but yeah drains uh, drains flooding and the streets just proper rivers in vancouver and it was mm-hmm. it was yeah we're seeing orange trees now and it really has shifted to fall like very mm. quickly yes yeah and, and the problem is the city it, it's a double-edged sword because yeah. the city is covered in beautiful green trees during the summer and it makes the city very very unique we get a lot of comments from people visiting here that it's a really green looking city not much like a concrete jungle but the flip side to that is that they're all deciduous trees and come fall or autumn the leaves do fall they block up the drains and then as soon as we get our big first rain we're fucked and that's why they have that um initiative with you know um a Adopt a, adopt a drain. Yes. Yeah. And you're drains. you're in you're in charge of the storm drain near your house and you've got to make sure that you uh-huh. get the leaves out Do of it and things like it? that. Yeah, a little uh yeah. Yeah, adopt a drain. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I might do that. Maybe you know, get more involved in the. In the I would love things. Like <laughs> that. I've done that before. Yeah, and you, we had it uh, where you clear the drain and then you spray paint. So yeah. it could be classed as graffiti too, um, but you spray paint a little uh, little yellow fish. Above oh it. Just, yes. yeah, because it's like help yeah. better for the fish yeah. um, down yeah. down there, and it just means it's been tagged and that, that drain is clear. Let's I think they on. paint that sometimes on the streets here. A little fish next to the yeah. drain, or it's well, carved into did. the metal. Yeah, that's exactly what he just said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had the stencil and actually painted it yellow. Yeah. And uh, left it, so you see the 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 street of uh, of like yellow salmon or fish, whatever, all the way down. And then the old uh, the the famous farmer's uh, almanac, 
Is that what it's called? The book that always predicts yep. the, the weather for the coming winter. That just came out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and it's very said, exciting. said that Vancouver might get uh, a bit of a snowier um, winter than, than usual perhaps. Well, if there's one thing this knows. city handles well, it's snow. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I remember when I was living in my old house, I didn't realise that it was, a, it was the uh, house owner's um, responsibility to clear the snow on the sidewalk. For the portion oh, outside, yep. you're responsible for ah. clearing that. And I was living in a share house on uh, Commercial Drive, and I was the um, I lived with I, I lived with three girls, and I had no idea that we were supposed to um, so the shovel house it next, and stuff. House next door at a perfect line, perfect too. line on either side, <laughs> yeah. and the whole sidewalk. This is when we had that really snowy winter, or snowy for Vancouver standards. Yeah, and it would snow, and then it would freeze more snow the next day, freeze over, and it was like almost a foot deep of solid ice. Oh, yeah, that's when it's the worst. And like, I, I I found out that that you know you have to clear it. So I was like, fuck. So I went and bought a snow shovel, this flimsy plastic piece of shit. <laughs> And I went out there and it just did not do anything. I boiled the kettle, tried to melt it all, and I'm like, this is going to take me forever. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just cop the fine if it happens. But luckily it it never did. Well, (laughs) this year, get that shovel ready, boy. That was that winter when, like, all the stores, like Canadian Tire, Home Depot, Walmart, they all sold out of salt. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Within the first couple of days, the city Mm -hmm. ran out of salt. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, short uh, salt shortage around the town. Salt, salt <laughs> yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah, that is, salt that shortage. Is hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, Yuck. Uh, but anyway. but uh, that's what we got to look forward to. Absolutely. And, uh, in the coming, in the coming yeah. weeks. Yeah. No fines for us. We were shoveling. Yeah. Cool. And uh, for the listeners, you guys have more Instagram posts to look forward to. Again, living a broadcast on Instagram. We've been slowly posting show photos and episode descriptions and updating the story when we can, trying to get a little more exposure. The stories have been getting viewed a lot, which is good. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, we'll start getting more, start getting yeah. more on, on, on top of that. And uh, yeah. I know Eric, you, tw- you tweeted, uh, <laughs> I tweeted we- at Elon still <laughs> waiting a response. Um, he's still. a little bashful. I've talked to him personally. Um, mm. Knowing he reminded me, he is still listening to the show, still loves it little hesitant to be a guest so and of course emails yeah get them coming living in. a broadcast at gmail.com i mean we want material to start yeah. rivaling the podcast pirate yeah, yeah. If you want come your on po- you, you want your poem read yeah you want it. your poems read like come on guys <laughs> you're gonna let a damn pirate beat you as a listener fuck please no <laughs> anyways um yeah so other than that uh, thanks for listening to living a broadcast for this week i've been eric i've been james Marky. thanks for listening